It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to BXB, Bronx Baseball Yankees podcast from Odyssey and WFAN, along with Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. The Yankees are in a 2-0 hole, Keith, in a best of seven. Here we are wiping our sleep from our eyes and hoping the Yankee bats can do the same thing when they get back to New York. I, I hoped it was a dream, Sweeney. I hope that uh, today was actually game two and the roof was closed and they didn't have anything to blame anything on. <laughs> I said, you know, being on late night, being the guy that gets to host the show till 2 a.m. after your post game and, you know, take calls from the fans and read reactions on Twitter. It, it was doom and gloom. It was like, oh, you guys. Well, I mean, there's nothing there's nothing to there's be nothing, about. There's nothing good. There's nothing good out of these first two games, honestly. And even a little bit of good has been uh, drowned in the the excuses and the mistakes and the strikeouts really um but after i slept on it i'm like hey they, they're coming home they haven't lost a, a home game yet we'll feel a little differently if they win these next two home games maybe even three so let's Gotta go. come back from this um you know the strikeouts and aaron judge missing by just this much a big part of what happened here um well let, let's start with judge because he mentioned the roof open thing and you know the Yankees are getting clobbered for just mentioning it. You know, they're asked the question, did you think Judge's ball was gone? And the response is no, because the wind was blowing it back in. And the wind's blowing it back in because the roof was open. So, like, I didn't take it as them blaming the roof being open. I just took it as we asked them what they thought, and this is what they said. But nobody likes to lose, and there's no satisfactory answer when you lose to questions like that so i think we're just finding places to you know direct our rage when you know listen it happened yeah i think i'm just gonna go off of what the guy that was playing in right field and hit the ball to right field yeah. said he said he was standing out there for eight innings yeah he didn't think it was a home run and he could tell how the wind was playing he said i hit it to the wrong side of the park mm-hmm I don't care about exit velocity or comparing exit velocity to Alex Bregman's home run 
or any of that. Um, what I care about is, you know, putting bat to ball, trying to manufacture a run, couldn't manufacture a run. You, you, you go down three, nothing. You answer back with some contact, just yeah. putting the ball into play. And then after that, it was hero ball. Everyone's trying to hit the solo shot well, to tie it instead of the – Here's the problem, though, Keith. You know, that contact – okay, that was great, but the Astros had two men on base and Alex Bregman had two strikes. His contact was a three-run homer. Anthony Rizzo came up with two men on base and two strikes, and his contact was a ground ball. Okay? You see the difference here? Yeah. The Astros aren't beating you. Gotta these, say your line. You gotta you gotta say the famous line. The first... Homers win ball games. And if you're the Yankees, they lose them for you. Keith, the Astros aren't beating the Yankees because they're stringing together 14 hits and peppering the ball all over the yard and scoring seven runs on doubles and singles and stealing bases. They're not winning some old-fashioned different way. They hit three home runs in the series with two strikes. Their two-strike approach is to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Yeah. That's yeah. winning them the games. It's the postseason. Home runs win your games in the postseason. Chicks dig the long ball. We've already been talking about this. You get out homered. And you know what sucks, too? It's not the Altuve homers killing you, Jordan Alvarez. And I think I had said on air after game one, I'm like, it's only so long you can hold off those guys or Alex Bregman or Kyle Tucker yeah. before they get a hold of one, uh, you, you got to be able to take advantage. So you know, the Astros are probably saying the same thing about judge and Stanton though. You know, they've held them down and think about this, you know, judge and Stanton actually aren't the ones striking out. Okay. It's the bottom half of the order. The Yankee lineup is pretty top heavy and it has been all year. And when you don't get the returns of LeMahieu and Benintendi and Donaldson keeps looking old still, and you're, you know, you're still shuffling guys in and out. Now you got young guys like Peraza and Cabrera who are great for energy and things like that. But when you're facing the kind of pitching that you're facing, it's a lot harder to get these things going, you know, it's it's just a little bit more difficult. And Judge and Stanton have actually put some pretty good at bats together, but they haven't. The Astros haven't let them beat them either. And if that continues, well, listen, the Yankees stars have to play like stars. And if they're not going to play like stars, if you know, there, there's only so much you can. At some point, the Astros are going to say the same thing. I think they feel fortunate because their stars haven't done anything either. <laughs> I think they feel fortunate because they know how to pitch the New York Yankees, whether it's Justin Verlander yeah, or Framer Valdez. Like they just. I, they just look overmatched and the Yankees look like they're scrambling here late in the season. Let's change the lineup. Let's listen to every pundit, every analyst, every outside person telling us we should do this and just cave and give into it at the end of the season. Cause we're kind of grasping for straws. Like you mentioned with Benintendi out with DJ out and uh, with, with guys swinging for the fences. It's just like, I don't know, fire the hitting coach right now. Didn't we, we fire the hitting coach last year. We did. Uh, it's, it's not it's not what you want at this late in the season with a trip to the World Series on the line. What I was saying last night, I'm like, these guys look like they don't know they're playing for the American League Championship. Like, they're, you're playing for the pennant. You're back in it again against a team that has eliminated you uh, three times in the same spot or two times in the same spot, and you're looking for three. These guys haven't lost a postseason game yet. They're undefeated in the postseason. You have to win at home. You have to win two Maybe three at home. Maybe, or, yeah, probably three. I would think or probably you don't have a chance. 
trying to go back there to win two is going to be hard. Um, listen, the pitching has been outstanding, right? And Houston's had some of the same problems offensively. Um, if you look at them, they're again, they're not this uh, this very different dynamic offense that's doing a lot of things. Um, they're two strike pitches have really been a big difference because if you look at game one, Clark Schmidt gave up a pair of home runs with two strikes on each batter. Uh, Luis Severino hit Martin Maldonado with a two strike pitch. Um, and then Bregman was down the count, uh, one, two Astros are doing things with two strike pitches and some, some of it's luck because, you know, Maldonado got hit by a pitch. Right. And, you know, Bregman hit one to the right side of the park instead of the wrong side of the park, like Judge did. That's the um, and this isn't about excuses. This is just what happens, okay? But the Astros are winning games offensively because they're doing what the Yankees need to be doing is multiple runs in one shot, and their pitching is really good. I mean, you know, Verlander's Verlander. We know that Valdez was pretty impressive because he did the same thing where he kind of worked out of the early trouble and then just started dialing in and, and gearing up the strikeouts because most of these strikeouts are happening later in the game. They're not early on. Yankees have had chances against both these guys early on. Yeah, they always seem to have chances and not be able to cash in. That's the frustrating part. You felt like you were in both of these games. And then the way that they managed the bullpen in the first game and some of the decisions that were made there makes the second game even more frustrating because it's it was a completely different tight game that you were in and uh, they couldn't get it done. And you believed, you know, guys battled, Sevy battled, even though he had, you know, given up that three-run bomb. Um, the bullpen was ready to go in the second game that you refused to use some of those guys in the first game. But here we are, Sweeney. I, like I said, after I slept on it last night, I was doom and gloom because I think MLB Network put out a, a number like 84% of the time teams that go up 2-0 in the American yeah, yeah. League champion. So it's like 84% of the time is almost a guarantee but it's almost a guarantee. And Listen, now they're the Yankees, the Yankees have been there, right? They're down. They're up three Oh, once they were up three Oh, I said that on the air last night. I'm like, I don't have to mention our own history. I don't have to mention what happened to us. Uh, but now they're looking for miracles. <laughs> you know, okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're looking at what you have in front of you and not looking for uh, miracles, it, it it doesn't doesn't feel that great as a Yankees fan today. It doesn't doesn't <laughs> feel that great as a you know a guy that's hated the Astros for the last six seven years. I think it's going to take a miracle, and I mentioned this probably about a month ago because if you looked at you know we mentioned the injuries of the lineup and the, all the injuries to the bullpen, the Yankees are in a situation where they're not lined up the way you want to be. So it's going to take Garrett Cole to be Garrett Cole, and he has been so far for two starts. It's going to take Aaron Judge to be Aaron Judge. He hasn't been yet. He's been pitched really, really well. I thought in the Cleveland series, and he's you know he was this close. Uh, in game two against the Astros, these are the guys that have to come up, you know, I'm, you know, com- comparing to other sports. I know it's sometimes difficult, but, um, you know, or, or even past playoffs, you know, the, you need the you need Kirk Gibson or Hershiser the way the Dodgers had. This is what the Yankees need out of 
Cole and Judge. You need them to lead the way. And Gibson was only one swing, but it still it was it was big enough to change things. Um, I mentioned I made a basketball comparison. You know, Danny Manning was the Player of the Year in 1988, and he led a cast of I shouldn't say cast of character. That's that's it's you know probably a little too demeaning to that Kansas group that had good players, but he was clearly the best player on that team and led probably an overmatched team from some of the other ones to an NCAA championship because he led the way, okay? You need the guys to step up. The stars have to step up. The Yankees still have a couple of those. Judge and Stanton, still in the middle of the order, are huge pieces. The Yankees are going to lean on them, Keith. Anthony Rizzo, a World Series champion. Um, Harrison Bader, who was traded for because you figured he'd have an impact in October, and he's had an impact in October that nobody estimated. Uh, these young guys now that have been forced into duty and they should be allowed to play. They should be in the lineup, but you could tell they were overmatched last night. Uh, you hope that they find a spark in Yankee stadium. Uh, I don't know this team. Those are, those are kind of add on guys. They're batting at the bottom of the order. Those have to be add on runs. Yeah, no, but we know Sweeney, we, we know that the MVP of the league that hit 62 home runs and carried this team to victory yes. has to be active or they're not going to be able to win. We know John Carlos Stan who hits a home run half of the games that he plays in the postseason, has to hit a home run or these yes. guys aren't going to have it. Like we know the main guys are, but it's a team at the end of the day. Yep. And uh, you know, we've seen October's where, the less likely guys can rise. Uh, they're going to need a mix of all of that. Anybody can be the guy to hit the ball out or just get a knock. And I, it, that's the thing. It doesn't have to always be hit the ball out, put bat to ball, pass the baton. Uh, when you got guys like Trevino, Trevino or Higgy, uh, they, they, you know, they can't be coming up small all the time at the plate. Um, anybody can get it done. Obviously, they have to be led by their MVP, the league MVP. And a guy in John Carlos Stan who's won an MVP, and even Josh Donaldson, who has won an MVP, yeah. has been an all-star, and is making money like he's still an all-star. You need that guy to be able to cash in. And if you don't have that, you're going down. You're swinging, and you're swinging out your shoes, and they're throwing curveball after curveball after curveball, and nobody can get a bat on it. And it's it's a sad way to go out. It really is because you hate the Astros. I do personally. I know there's a lot of fans that look at Minute Maid Park like a house of horrors. They're fans, been. Are, fans are in there waving those towels and roof opener closed, right? They're talking about the difference in the crowd noise with the roof yeah. opener mm-hmm. closed. It doesn't matter. They play well there. These guys go to the American League Championship six years yeah. in a row. This is familiar territory for them. And even if it's, you know, new guys on the team that haven't been there in the past, there's always some new guy that'll kill you. Uh, if it's McCormick this year, Chaz McCormick out of nowhere in the first game. Uh, look at your Yuli Gurriel. They keep, keep talking about how bad he was in the postseason. Yeah. He's locked in now. Yeah. Martin yeah. Maldonado, their catcher, he's taking hit by pitch. He's yeah. he's getting knocks. He's studying swings. He's yeah. they're they're like watching these guys swings and how to pitch them, getting them off balance. It just looks like a complete and total like like advantage for Houston in their ballpark. It just seems like they have the upper hand, but then when you look at the score and the amount of hits, it's not like they're dominating. It it just looks like they're in the driver's seat and that the Yankees just can't figure out how to be the Yankees in Houston, Texas. Listen, and the Yankees have pitched well, right? Um, But you're talking about bullpens. The team with the lead gets to dictate how the bullpen is deployed. And the Yankees haven't had the lead. 
that's you know that's going to factor in and how you use these guys. I think you feel good about who who they're bringing in, especially if they can lean on you know the guy you know Loisaga and Peralta have gotten big outs. You know Holmes has looked good his last couple of times, but you need a lead. You need to take the lead, or else you're not going to get to deploy people that way. Uh, Donaldson's a key figure here because he's batting fifth. He's bat you know, and he just looks like. All season, he's had trouble catching up to fastballs. It looks like you know he had a really good year last year. It just looks like he got old at, at once, right? And you're waiting for that spurt where the MVP, the pride, is going to come out. And he's had little tiny spurts during the season, never something really extended, and it just hasn't happened. This is where the LeMahieu injury really plays large because you'd have an option. If he was healthy, you'd have an option and he wouldn't be playing because LeMahieu would probably be playing and Torres uh, kicked it up late in the season and reclaimed his spot. But LeMahieu is going to be the guy say, OK, if LeMahieu is playing, who are you going to sit, Torres or Donaldson? You're going to pick one and sit them. You can't sit either one of them because LeMahieu isn't there. Yeah. And now fans are asking questions about moving IKF to third. And it's like, how do we get here? Why? You didn't want him anyway. How do we get here? Either. Like, <laughs> how do we get to the point that you guys don't want this guy in the lineup at all, but Donaldson is not doing anything at the plate. So you're, you're, you're considering IKF at third. It's just a mess. Uh, DJ, like you said, you know, he's a guy that this team missed last year in the single game elimination. We had hoped that he was able to get back this year. He's not Benintendi. He's done. You know, with all these strikeouts, you would expect Joey Gallo to be on this team still. No, right? <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not ideal. It's not what you want, and not the right start. But hey, that can all change with an off day today, flying back to New York and uh, lining these games up this weekend that are do or die with the fans in attendance. We're, we're blessed to get another weekend late in October out here in the Bronx. I know the fans will be there for a 5 o'clock start Saturday at 7.07 on Sunday. Let's go. Even the series up. Absolutely have to. And 4 o'clock, Game 5 on Monday if it gets there. You're listening to BXB. It's the Yankees podcast from Odyssey, WFAN, along with Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Make sure you subscribe, review, and do all that jazz.